guys, and welcome to Curiosities and Cocktails. This is episode 13, dropping on the 13th of April. Got double 13s going on. We're coming to you from quarantine still. We're still Curiosities and quarantine right now. Oh, yeah. We don't have many cocktails going on. Well, we're drinking. It's just not a special drink. We'll bring it back. We promise we'll bring it back. Yeah, once, once we can finally get together, we'll try recipes again. For so what now, are you drinking tonight? Um, I actually made myself a vodka gimlet. Have you ever had one? No. Oh, well, what is that? Let me, let me enlighten you. It is all booze, pretty much. <clears throat> it's not a very big drink. Can you see it? Oh, we also have Zoom set up this week, so we can actually see each other, which is really exciting. It is. Um, it's only this big. Oh yeah, it's not big. Got a little guy. It's a little baby yeah, butt. It's little. It's little. Um, is that a little baby butt? <laughs> little baby baby butt (laughs) so oh where'd my page go yeah okay so it's two and a half ounces of vodka i used absolute vodka it's one half of an ounce of fresh lime juice and one half of an ounce of simple syrup and that's it all shaken together with ice hannah's still bringing you the cocktails so there you go Mm -hmm. you're welcome how do you like it do you like it it's pretty good yeah i like lime juice and the simple syrup like cuts it pretty good so and if you don't like it, you can just add more simple syrup, and then it'll just get sweeter. Makes sense. I'm coming at you. So with you're a welcome. Whiskey, whiskey diet. diet. So I'm pretty exciting. <laughs> Y'all want to know a fun fact about Trish? She drinks this nonsense without ice in it. Oh no! Yeah, I don't. What? Well, if you put your I whiskey, cannot. you can put your whiskey in the freezer, and then it's cold, and then the cock, the, the cock. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say the cola and X-rated. the pop. <laughs> the cola and the pop. <laughs> oh, I can't talk today. This is gonna be a good episode. But no, we love so that. it's it's cold. And, it, and then if you put ice in it, it waters it down. Yeah, but you you just drink it fast enough that it doesn't get watered down, and it's cold and fresh. Nah, man, fresh. this is such good whiskey. You don't even really need. You know, you don't want to water it down. At all. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> Top of the line. Top like, of the okay, line. I have, I have dabbled in a lot of whiskeys. Like, sometimes I'll be just, like, excited and just buy something new. And it's usually good because I like whiskey. And then I'm just like, but Windsor is cheaper. And... Yeah, and the yeah. difference. I feel like the only time, if you're making mixed drinks, it's not worth it. It's exactly. only, like, if you're drinking it, like, on the rocks or, like, straight by itself. Like, like you know, just sipping. Otherwise... You're wasting good whis- good whiskey to put exactly. like, in a mixed drink. So. Um, I, one time I went to this guy's house and he had a 200 bottle dollar of whiskey. And yeah. I'm like, to me, that's pretty bougie. Like for right. a bottle of liquor. I was oh, like, totally. Oh. And he's like, do you want to mix it? I'm like, you can't mix that. Yeah. You can't Why mix- are you diluting you- it? I'm like, no, I don't want to mix it. I'm like, I feel like that is just so wrong. <laughs> but um. So our last episode was about you talked about uh, Lights of Feather Stiff as a Board, and yep. I put a meme on our Instagram if anybody follows us there that was basically well I'm not gonna tell you what it was you have to go look at it but I asked has anybody ever played Lights of Feather Stiff as a Board before tell us about it and one I asked both of these people if I could put this on here so hello if you're listening I included your stories like I said I would. Uh, one person, her name was Shelly is here, said, 
dude, all the time at sleepovers when I was a kid, we got one of my friends to almost touch the ceiling. And I was like, what? Actually, tell me more. I was like, I want to know. And she said, yep, at every slumber party as a kid. It works every time as long as the person being the board doesn't open their eyes. Then they said, hey, and they take one of their friends. And she said, remember lifting our friend all the way up till she opened her eyes, screamed, and then we dropped her. And then, funny thing, she said, what was that one where we chanted in the mirror and we saw the red lady? And I was like, hey, wait. I was like, were you playing Bloody Mary when you saw the lady? And she's like, Bloody Mary, that's it. And she was like, yeah, some of us saw a woman and I saw red eyes and we never played again. And then she said, also, yeah, she's like, also, there were only five of us when we lifted my friend up. And she said, I was the one by her head saying random stuff to put her in a trance. I have no clue where I learned to say anything. She's like, but I said, there was an egg on your head and someone smashes it, you, egg all over, as you press down on her head and run your fingers down her head. And then I said, there's a nail in your head and someone smashes it, you, blood all over. Like, what the heck? And that jogged a memory Me too. in my brain. Me too. And you I'm were like, like where did that come from? I remember we're doing that too, and I don't know where it came from. Yeah, and you like run your fingers down the front of their face. Yeah, and then there's also what? like the spiders crawling up you. Yeah, ew, all over. And I'm like, yeah. was that? And then I was like, oh yeah, I remember because you would sit and you'd have one person at their head chanting, and usually when it was us, we always just said light as a feather, stiff as a board, over and over and over, and you'd like run your fingers down. And but I, I like, do oh, remember man. doing that. Yeah, I don't remember where from. No, me neither. And I was like, what is that? So if somebody like, knows and can like fill me in because it like was this vague, faint memory. And I'm like, yeah, I remember. What the heck was that? I did that too. And where did we learn these things? I have no idea, but it's real weird. Because <laughs> we didn't even have good internet back then. Like barely any internet back then. Like you couldn't just randomly go places. You had to really want to go somewhere. <laughs> right. And then another person, the Kevin Chronicles said, Yep, every slumber party, scary. <laughs> and then I was like, did it did it work? And he said, sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. I got lifted pretty high once. It was weird. It felt like I was on a bed of clouds. Freaked out, sat up midair, and slammed down. Luckily, we always piled our sleeping bags for a soft landing. I just thought that was interesting. Well, Hannah. Some people. If we ever get friends, we can try it. <laughs> that sounds really hard. It does. Just, yes. the, just the two of us. I'm just gonna do it to you. Just, <laughs> like, just put your fingers <laughs> under my head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your head's just, just saying, going we have up. Boyfriends, we could try it with Josh and Lane. We could see if it we works. Try. I'll try. Are you gonna do Bloody Mary? I don't know if I would do that one. That one scared me. The elevator game. That one also scares me. That one's awful because you have to do it by yourself yeah and like i'm not about that with, if i could do it with friends maybe but if i did it by myself i would five thousand percent send myself into a panic attack I think. i'd like push the first button i get to that floor and i'd just be like all right i'm done <laughs> we're done now yeah too scary for me too scary i gotta oh no what? i lost internet connection on my handheld because oh, guys like, that's pretty on trend right now Who's playing Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing. It's so, like, it's Who's right collecting now. eggs right now? Which is crazy, because I remember us playing on the GameCube. And it wasn't that Way big, back you know, in the day. Way back when, and now it's, like, yes. super trending at the moment. And do you remember no, when you would turn anything, it off? But what? I'm, like, a hipster. I played it before it was cool, guys. True. On my GameCube, <laughs> and I also played Luigi's Mansion before it came back. Me too. 
But do you remember in like the OG version when you would turn it off without saving and then that mole would pop up and he'd yell at you? Rossetti! <laughs> yeah, Rossetti. And I'm like, yeah. honey. No, scary honey. story about that. Not that scary, but scary to when me When you as come a child. back? No, I went to your town. Oh. Yeah, I went to your town to visit yeah, you. Yeah, because you could ride Which, the train. I'm thinking back then, I mean, the GameCube couldn't be hooked up to internet, so I think you had to put both the memory cards in. Yeah. Like your memory card and my I'm guessing that's how we did it. Because I don't remember. Yeah. It's been a while. So I went to Hannah's town. And then I shut it off before coming back. And then I came back to my town. And my character had no <laughs> eyes. It was so <laughs> they were creepy. Just black pit. It was just black. It was black pit. Dude, I, I had like, X's once. Yeah, it was so creepy. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Do you want to go first? I can go first. Who wants to go first? You gave us the intro. You go first. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. We're good? Yeah, you go first. Trish okay. is bringing us in with the story first this week. So Lay we're going to talk about Donald Decker. And Donnie. this took place in 19... And it's like, I got like really friendly with him really quick. He's Donnie to me now. Donnie. Don. My boy. Your boy Donnie. Don. Okay. Boy. No, the last so this, Donald we did was a terrible nurse murderer man. Well, he wasn't even a nurse. Oh, remember? yeah. He was like the, what do they call him? The sleeping angel of death. All right. So we're going yeah, to. Yeah, so Donnie was the angel of death. So this is a different Donnie. This is a different Don. Apparently Dons have a bad time is what I'm learning. Sorry, Donnie. If your name's Donald and you listen, do you have a bad time? If someone asked I me mean- that, if they were like, Trish, if you listen, do you have a bad time? I'd be like, all the time. So much. <laughs> like, let me tell you about the bad times that I have. You just opened a <laughs> gateway to the floodgates of all my bad whoa, times. Whoa. Yeah, is this charged by the hour? Because I've got a lot to say. I am going to <laughs> lay some stuff out there. So, this I'm was ready. 1983. Mm-hmm. Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. My sister was born in 1983. Well, this took place in 1983. Fact. He was around 20 at the time. Okay. 20, 21. And he was in prison. Why? Because he had gotten what stolen. What he He'd gotten stolen property. Is. He stole some property? Well, it said he got stolen property. So I don't know if he, he purchased stolen so property. He obtained some property that he should have. Or he have stole had. it and they're just trying to mince words. I'm not sure. It said he got stolen property. Do you go to prison if you obtain property that someone else stole and you got it and you didn't know it was stolen? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, because it says he okay, received anyway. stolen property. Interesting. So while he while he's in prison, his Grandpa passed away. Oh, sorry. Which would be sad, but I guess he was very abusive. Oh, his grandpa was? Yeah. Oh. So he kind of got out, but he he didn't he wasn't feeling too bad about it because he severely disliked his grandpa. Didn't have a great relationship. No. I mean, he said he felt kind of like he was finally free of it. Oh my gosh, that's sad. Cause he was, yeah, because he's abusive. Uh, when Is he went he, home, did, he must have grown up at his grandpa's. It's his parents. Or was at least they're often enough to often, be yeah. in an abusive relationship. And then it said he got in an argument with his parents. One source said that it was because they were kind of talking about how great his grandpa was because he had just passed away and he was like, not so great. Like, didn't sure. want to. Yeah. So he, he was like, stay- yeah, he's not that great. <laughs> right. So he went and stayed with his friends, Bob and Gianni Kiefer or Keffer. So he was staying okay. at their house. 
and he had got upstairs to go to the restroom, I believe. And he said he, like, suddenly felt cold and, like, he was in a vacuum. Oh. And, like, just felt we- really weird. He was chilled and everything. He And, he, uh-huh. and once, one source says he looked out the window. Okay. And saw an old man in a crown staring at him. Oh, my. An old man in a crown. It's supposed to be Jesus. I don't know, but after, like, that Hepasi had cuts on his forearm. <gasps> oh. Is that, like, the stigmata marks? Forearm. Isn't that usually mm-hmm. three? Three marks? Is it stigmata I marks? I think it's well, three. Well, the stigmata marks are, like, where Jesus was, like, the nails. Oh, oh yeah. And the no. crown and the spear and... Okay. I always thought things like scratches came in threes a lot, too. Oh, yeah, like the demon the... scratches are, like, three scratches. Three scratches, right. Yeah. And then, like, they also knock three times, I've always heard. Yes. Yes. That's supposed to be demonic. Which is why I'm so afraid of 3 a.m., I think. It's just, like, three is bad. It just goes hand in hand. <laughs> so, he went downstairs later to the living room, and he felt chilled again. Mm-hmm. And then water started coming from the ceiling. Oh, no. So... Water damage. Was it raining? It was... Not from what they said. It was falling from the ceiling. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> so they called Bob Keffer or Kiefer, called the landlord, who is Ron Van Wy. Mm-hmm. And they came over to evaluate, because, I mean, I guess, I'm assuming they were renting at the time. So they came yeah, over to and evaluate. Like, Yo, your ceiling super leaks. And the guy's like, oh, probably a pipe. Great. You know, that's water damage. is Huge beam. pain. Yeah. Major pain. Right. So they came over. There's no pipes on that side of the house where the water was Uh-oh. falling. That's not great. So Ron called his wife, Romaine, and then he also called the police. Because he was like, and I don't the, know what is going on. That's the landlord, right? Yeah. Ron is the yep. landlord? Yep. Okay. Called, the landlord called his wife, Romaine, to come over and also the police because he was like, I don't know what's going on. And he knew, I think, John Bojan, who was a police officer, and was kind of freaking out. Like, I don't know what's happening. So they came over. Sure. Him and uh, Richard Wolbert, who are okay. two police officers, came over to check out the situation because he was kind of freaked out. And they were like, well, yeah. we'll see what's happening. Sure. So this is only happening in the living room. Nothing else was like... Nowhere else. Nowhere else was this happening. Uh, the police came over and they're like, I have no idea what's going on. And it was still happening? And it was still happening. They're like, I don't know what's... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. They so they left. Like, what? Oh, they're they like, l- hey, we're here. It's, it's. I mean, yeah, it's coming, but it's. Um, yeah, I don't this know. This is a going- police problem. We're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna head out. They're like, <laughs> we're, we're gone. We're gonna leave, and they like went to go file the report and everything, saying what's going sure. on. And it had been like quite a few hours. So after the- that, it was just raining. Yeah, it was just raining in the house, like just water. Oh my gosh, from nowhere. what do you do? What would you do? So it would Donna- ruin so much stuff. Oh my god. Okay. And I have so, to believe if it was that long, it'd start like seeping to the other rooms, right? You would think so. Hmm. And then they also said that the water was coming upwards at times. It looked like it was like moving horizontally. What the heck? So and it was like kind of misty and they're like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so this went on for hours. And oh my gosh. And they all Don, just sat in the house the whole time. 
Well, Dot and the <laughs> Dot and the Keffers went to a nearby restaurant. So, like his friends, his family friends, and him. <laughs> this went... I'm gonna go get some pancakes. <laughs> they went to a restaurant, but the landlord Ron and his wife remained stayed at the house. And after they left, it stopped. You start running through it like it's a sprinkler. Well, no. After they left, the rain stopped. After who left? Don and the Keffers, the family friends, went to yeah. go to food at the restaurant. The rain and stopped. stopped. The what the heck? And it, this had been like 23 hours of this. What? And I guess they said they went to the restaurant, and there's a lady Pam who worked there, and I think I'm assuming it's like a smaller town or something because they sounded like they knew her. And I guess she sure. had gone over there and seen it. Yeah. At one of these points, and then they went to her restaurant, and she kind of thought that Don might be the reason. Why? Because he she just was like, I got a feeling. I got bad she had a feeling, and he came back into town, and now all this weird stuff's happening. Oh, like he wasn't there and he returned? And I don't know if he had a great reputation throughout reputation? the community. Reputation? Sure. I'm not sure. Because he was back because of the funeral. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. After being Can in you imagine, though, like... If something happened, like, I went to your house and you were like, hey, hold on. Just so you know, this thing's happening. I'd be like, okay, crazy pants. And then you and then get you there. And you go see it and it is happening. And you're like, like, what is happening? Like, my inner child wants to, like, play in it, like, sprinkler. But, like, my rational brain is like, that is not right. That's not right at <laughs> all. Like, also, why? 23 hours is a really long time. And, like, everything had to be ruined. Soaked. At that point. Holy crap. If it's just, and like coming off the floor, everything has to be dredged. And also, do you think, like, in my mind, I would like start trying to like plug the holes where I think it's coming from? I'd like to. Or putting like, buckets boop, out! Boop, 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 boop. Like, yeah, yeah I'd try to put buckets and it'd be like. Do you I think don't know. if you like plug the hole, then it's like, you know, in TV shows you always see that it just like comes out somewhere else? Like the just, cartoons, like, oh, it's like. <laughs> yeah. Plug this hole, now there's another hole. Plug that hole, now there's right? another hole. It's like a ship sinking, and you're like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> stick your <laughs> yeah. finger in it, you stick your They're finger in it. They're plugging them, yeah. Weird. That's like, weird. if this is my house, I'd be like, oh no, oh no, 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 oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Don't do that. So that's a restaurant. And it's weird, so many people saw it. It gets weirder. So okay. to go to the restaurant, she said, John was the cons. And she kind of mentioned it. And I think it, it started raining in the restaurant. What? Yeah. So she was like, oh, and gave him a crucifix. Gave who a crucifix? Don. Don? And it burnt his skin. <gasps> oh, no. And then they left the restaurant and the rain stopped. Don. So they get back to the house and Romaine, who is the landlord's wife. Yes. Kind of confronted Don. It was like, hey, this boy. started, like this started happening when you got here, and why is this happening? What are you Frank up just, to? Frank is just freaking out, and at that point, like yeah. plates and pans are shaking in the kitchen, and apparently he levitated and was thrown across the kitchen. So plates and pans are shaking, like the, he everything levitated in the room. and got smashed across the room. Yeah, across oh the my. kitchen. Now this is kind of where I hate to me. break it to you, Donnie boy, but I think you got some demons. This is where sources kind of start diverting. Sure. Because one people say that he had a scratch on his neck after this happened. Mm-hmm. And worse, one source said he had it on both arms. And it okay. was now resembling a crown. Like a oh. king's crown like he saw. Ew, that's creepy. That's really creepy if it's that one. Yeah. 
So after this happened, I think Romaine thought to grab a Bible and start start praying over him. Yeah. And then, like, I guess the she started getting drenched by water. <gasps> oh, my. Oh, my gosh. Outside of this happening at the same time, they went. I don't think this is a coincidence. I'm just no, saying. probably not. So outside of this, they went and talked, like, the police talked to the chief officer. They're giving the report. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, a huge skeptic. He's like, okay, it's a plumbing issue. You're not going back there. Right. You don't need to be there. Right. Apparently right. Three, op- three officers still went back. Yeah. And one of them gave him a crucifix. Gave Don a crucifix? Yep. Burnt his hand. Yeah. The rain oh, no. started again. And he was oh, thrown no. across the room again. Oh, my God. And three police officers are like, hey. Yeah, they still can't explain it to this day. They're just like, I don't know. It happened. Oh, my. This is weird because so many people are getting involved in seeing this. Like, usually there's right. only, like, one like, or two. Usually people. it's, like, the immediate family. And, like, if it's an exorcism, like, maybe whoever's doing it. But that's, like, police officers, the diner lady, the landlords. Yikes. Right. And I wouldn't say police are more credible, but... They're not the type to assume paranormal, I wouldn't think. Right. They're for sure. Especially because you they have get, police there and they leave and then more police come later and they like, all say the same thing. And a chief, when your chief officer is like, don't be stupid. Right. You're definitely not going to be like, ghosts. You're going to be like, like okay, I feel maybe like- you don't think there's plumbing over here, but there is somewhere. You just don't know it or something, you know? Right. Hmm. So after this, they got a preacher. And he prayed over him. And he, I guess he, he was like, yep, he was kind of convulsing, shaking. And the rain stopped in Ish. the Kef- in the Kiefer Keffer's house at that point. So that was a good sign. At this right. point, <clears throat> John uh, Don went back to jail. But at the jail, the rain started again. At the jail? It, at the jail. <gasps> oh, no. So it was raining in the jail. And I guess... At this point, he thought he could control it, and he, like, drenched his he cellmate. He could What the? Yeah. <laughs> he turned into a waterbender. He tried to be a <laughs> like Avatar. <laughs> and then the Water Nation attacked. Plot yeah. twist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm, can you... Okay. He... <laughs> Hold on. I'm just trying to follow this train of thought that's like, hey, water at the house, water at the cafe, water at the prison... Watch me oogity boogity this water into my prison cell. <laughs> into my cellmate, like, yo! <laughs> I want my own okay, room. Sorry. I want my own cell. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. One source said it worked and he did get his own cell. Well played, Donnie. <laughs> well played. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Sick. <laughs> Love that for you, Donald. <laughs> yeah. But apparently a janitor and two guards outside of his cellmate said they saw this happen. Oh, and they were like, oh, shoot. And like one of the guards said, well, you know, if you can control it, make it rain in the warden's office. And he did. And, and the warden showed up with like, his shirt was soaked, apparently. Drenched. And he's like, what's yeah. happening? He's oh like, my gosh. I- water bending over here. I don't like, know. <laughs> I know. I'm just like imagining this guy sitting on his prison bed like with his hands on his temples like <laughs> making water just <laughs> do whatever 
Come on. I am I am the king of the ocean. Water. Call me Water. Poseidon. Call me Poseidon. <laughs> All right. So then they Ooh. said they had like they said Reverend in one source and then also That's crazy though, because now the warden also is corroborating the story and the janitor exactly. and so many the people. prison people. So it's like okay. is this mass hysteria where everyone's just like like we covered uh, the other buying into the hype, right? Right. Sure. Or is this like actually Something happening? Crazy happening. But it's so weird that it's so many people. Right. So either way, they had a reverend, or one place said that it was like the prison's chaplain, religious or yeah, chaplain. Sure. Chaplain came in to visit Dot, and he said he like that death smell, like kind of like rotting and stuff he smelt that Dawn when he had that smell he did Ew. and he saw the rain oh, Reverend no. did and he was praying over him but he said his bible mm-hmm. never got wet interesting as he was praying over him and then it also mm-hmm. said he did a ceremony on him yeah and since he has done that there has been no more accounts of it and it's been I nothing think like happened. 20 nothing like he hasn't had any more water issues, and I think it's been like 27 years. Wow. And if you ask Don about this, he yeah. believes it was his it, grandfather. Grandfather. Uh, one more abuse from beyond the grave. Because, like, he thought he was free of him when he passed away, and then. Sure, and then his was grandfather trying. was like, I'll show you. Right. I'm gonna drown you, bitch. Which is weird because at one point he was like, I'm gonna control it. Exactly. That's why I was like, well, that's so fine until he says, I'm gonna control it. And then his grandfather's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> like, let's both um... mess some stuff up. But I don't know if right. this is like contradicting sources or if this is how he actually felt. But still, a sure. very a very odd story that so many people saw this random rain water just spilling from places. Right. Yeah. I honestly, if that happened in my house, I would cry for a really long time. That would ruin so much stuff. <laughs> right? like, I, like, I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to be like a materialistic jerk, but 23 hours of rain inside your house. Your also, though, in rotted. the grand scheme of things, if he's uh, possessed, in the grand scheme of things, it could have been worse things than water. Am I right? Like, they could have been right. shooting flames or something. That's like the other or thing like I find weird. Murderous rage. Why water? So this is interesting. Yes, it's weird. I mean, that was like were... it was like short and sweet, but like it's not that often that like a paranormal situation has that many people conferring outside. on it. Because it was like the family, and it was a landlord, and it was the lady at the cafe, and, and it the was police. The- the jailers, oh yeah, and the police, and the janitor at the prison, and the jailers at the prison, and the warden. That's a lot of people. To yeah, I'll be like, hey, random water, and the religious man. Right, it's mm. a lot of people. That's why I was like so interested in this one. I was like, that's yeah. is really weird. That is really weird. But also, I guess in the same like respect, if you're getting, um, you know, possessed by a demon. I guess raining water, I mean, while that would really suck and destroy a lot of things, maybe isn't the worst way a demon could... Yeah, he did get cut and thrown across a room a couple times. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't really like that. No, that's... Like, the water's... Well, eh. It'd ruin a lot of stuff, but... Yeah. 
Cool. So that Me was too. the story of Don Decker. Donnie boy. Okay. Don's have bad times. I have a story. Oh, so I'd like to follow up on the um, Instagram stories I shared earlier. One of the people, the Shelly is here, had taked her friend about the um, Light as a Feather and Bloody Mary thing. And the one friend said, oh, wow, what a crazy memory. We played this so much. And the lady in the mirror, I totally remember that, Mary. And then she did the crying emojis. And the other friend was like, haha, we never played again. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm yeah, just I, saying. I never I saw anything. But to be fair, I was also kind of a weenie. And I feel like I didn't really, like, actually try and do it. But I had friends who said they saw stuff. And that was enough for me. I'm just like. I never played it, so. Well, next time you come over, after this quarantine's over, if you want to play, just let me know. Oh, God. I think I might pass. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You're coming in there with me if we were doing this. Well, yeah, it's not alone. We could try. I could strap on a GoPro. We'll see what happens. A <laughs> GoPro? Ooh. I don't have a GoPro, but I'll buy one just for the podcast. Okay, so our next topic. My topic um disclaimer right now it gets a little yucky it gets a little bit graphic so if you're not into that maybe um either prepare yourself or i don't know this true crime creepy stuff weird crazy podcast so this is probably what you signed up for anyway <laughs> so <laughs> here we are giving you the content you wanted um all right Catherine knight have you heard of her it's Pulling at my thought strings, but I don't remember anything about it. Okay. So, Catherine Knight was born on October 5th, 1955 in Australia. Oh, wait. My sources were Murderpedia and all that's interesting.com because they both had a lot of information. Um, okay. So, Catherine Knight was born on October 5th, 1955 in Australia. Her mother, Barbara Ruffin. Um, <laughs> my notes are really good. I wrote, her mother was Barbara Ruffin was her mother. <laughs> I know yes. it's all the time. <laughs> so Fine. her mother was Barbara Ruffin, who was initially married to Jack Ruffin. However, Barbara and Jack, how, however, was not needed right there. What was I doing? Okay. Notes are hard, you guys, because there's like sometimes information overload and like my fingers are going and my brain's going and it just doesn't mesh up. Okay. So um, Catherine Knight, I'm just going to start over because that was just a mess. Okay. Catherine Knight was born on October 5th, 1955 in Australia. Her mother was Barbara Ruffin, who was initially married to Jack Ruffin. Uh, Barbara and Jack had four children, but Barbara actually ended up having an affair with a man named Ken Knight, which obviously split up Barbara and Jack. So two of their children went to live with their father, Jack, and two went to live with an aunt in Sydney, Australia. So she so took then, none of them? She took none of them. Okay. Barbara. So then, Catherine Knight was one of two twins who was born to Barbara and her new partner, Ken Knight. And in 1959, Jack Ruffin, the first father, died, and two of the children who lived with them moved into the Knight family. So, Catherine's father, Ken, was apparently an alcoholic who was very violent and would rape her mother up to ten times a day. Barbara, yes. Oh, that's not Barbara. a good thing to say. Holy f***. I feel like that's better. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, 
Barbara, the mom, would end up telling her daughters intimate details about her sex life and how much she hated men and hated sex. Wait, but Barbara wasn't still with Jack Knight, was she? What? Was Barbara No, still Barbara with wasn't with Jack Ruffin. That was the first husband. She oh. split and then went with Ken Knight, who was Catherine's father. And that's who she was with. Okay. And Ken was an alcoholic who was very violent and would rape her up to ten times a day. So messed up. Oh. Yes. So Barbara wound up telling the daughters intimate details about her sex life and how much she hated men and hated sex. That's so bad. Um, And then, so there was this whole dynamic of he was raping the mom and she was kind of venting to her daughters. And according to one source, at one point, as Catherine got older, she complained to her mom about sex acts that one of her partners wanted to do to her, and her mother basically told her to put up with it and stop complaining. So I feel like from a young age, her whole ideal of what intimacy is supposed to be is very bad. Very bad. And... Yes, and Catherine also said that she was frequently sexually abused by several members of her family until she was 11 years old. So her upbringing was real bad. Real, real bad. Um, And she apparently, in school, as she was, you know, getting older, she was at school, she was apparently a pretty nice girl, but she would often go into fits of rage in response to minor inconveniences like, things that would normally be, like, annoying, whatever would just set her off. And in high school, she was a loner and seen as a bully. And apparently, she assaulted at least one other student and injured a teacher. But when they said, but the sources said when she wasn't in a fit of rage, she was a model student. However, despite this, she still left school at the age of 15, and she never did learn how to read or write. At 15? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and after I this, mean, she you got, have to expect behavioral issues when you are born into in that environment. That. Like, not only I have to assume being witness to what was happening to her mother, but her mother venting about how much she hated these things, and then telling her to deal to, with it. Right. That's a wild dynamic. That's a mind mess up. BS situation. Yes. So, she got a job in a clothing factory, but she didn't super love it. And then about a year later, she got what she often referred to as her dream job. Okay? This going to be like in a mm. morgue or something because I'm a little worried. Well, she got a job at a slaughterhouse cutting out the internal organs of animals. Mm, don't like that. Yeah. But she started with only basically, like, cutting out the scraps after, like, a main butcher got, like, all the meat and stuff off. Mm-hmm. Um. So, she Ooh, did that for a while. A dream job. Yeah. Really I mean, I know it's know. clearly a wanted skill. Yeah. Someone's gotta but, do it. But... I, I never imagined someone having that as a dream job. Right. Well, it was hers. So. I mean, my dream job is prancing through a, like, a forest field reserve. Field of daisies. With, like, 
helping rehabilitate all these poor animals and yeah my dream job is playing with animals all day okay so she got her dream job and then eventually she got promoted to being able to boning the animals so she was you know taking their bones out and all that and she was given her own set of butcher knives and these knives she actually hung over her bed so that they would always be handy if she ever needed them and I assume because she was proud of them and whatever, but she hung them above her bed and she continued that trend as she got older. She always hung them above her bed. I'm a computer scientist. Seems kind of janky. I don't hang my computer over my bed just in case. I don't I print it. my code out and say, Ka-choo. yes. Look at this. <laughs> also, <laughs> knives above your bed just seems like a bad omen. I'm just saying. So, she was born in 1955. In 1973, Catherine met David Kellett, who was a known alcoholic who was a truck driver. And apparently, he got into a lot of fights. And any time he got into a fight, she backed him up, fists swinging. And I mean, it sounds for, like familiar to what she knows. Y- yes. Like yes. what she is. Yes, used to and... Kind of, yeah. Which is sad. That is really um, sad. So, apparently, she would back him up in any fights he got. And it was not out of the norm for her to threaten people with, like, fights and whatever if they made her mad. They got married in 1974, so a year later. On their wedding night, she tried to strangle him. And she later said it was because he fell asleep after they had intercourse three times. Um... So then at one point, he, in their relationship, he woke up one morning with her sitting on his chest in bed, holding a knife to his throat, and she said, you see how easy it is? Is it true that truck drivers have different women in every town? And he denied having, like, an adulterous relationship with anybody. Um, so the marriage turned out to be pretty violent. And Sounds they actually, yes, she actually got pregnant. And at one point, she burned all of his clothes while she was pregnant, and she hit him across the head with a frying pan because he came home late one night. One source said it was because he actually got into, like, the championship of, like, um, a dart tournament or something. But either way, he came home late, and she was mad. She smacked him across the head with a frying pan, and he left the house and was actually treated for a fractured skull. And Oh, my gosh. In- yeah. In May of 1976, he left her for another woman shortly after she gave birth. Unfortunately, and, I can see why. Yes. At least he wasn't being violent towards her, unlike her towards him. Yeah. Um, And some... So I kind of read, like, case notes of things that happened. And she claimed pretty much every relationship she was in that the male was um violent towards her and nobody really ever put a whole lot of stock into that just because of what she did and her background but it's possible that they could have also been violent towards her but nobody really knows for sure because it was basically just her saying that and nobody really believed her just because of things that happened um so in may of 1976 he left i can see how holding a knife to someone's throat would make you less credible yeah and you just wait (laughs) till later um so in may of 1976 he left Catherine for another woman shortly after she gave birth 
and witnesses saw Catherine pushing the stroller down the street. Down the street. Saw Catherine pushing the stroller down the street, throwing it side to side and ramming it into fences. And Why? she was in, she was angry. I don't know. She was as a baby. Off, yep, off her rocker. And she was admitted to a hospital and diagnosed with postpartum depression, and she spent uh, multiple weeks recovering. After she recovered, she was released, and she actually took her two-month-old daughter and left her on some railroad tracks. Oh, my gosh. To which somebody else found the baby and rescued her, apparently only minutes before a train came. And she also apparently stole an axe, went into town, and threatened to kill a bunch of people. So she, again, was hospitalized, but recovered and signed herself out the very next day. She was recovered. Yes. I don't know how, why. She was out very soon after, though. Therapy wasn't great back then, I don't think. Yeah. Resources were not fantastic. Um... So, then a couple days later, Catherine slashed a woman in the face with a knife and demanded a ride to Queensland to find David because he earlier left her for another woman. The woman actually escaped after they stopped at a car service station. By the time the police got there, she was threatening a little boy with a knife. She was just oh trying to kill him. And then she was disarmed by police and admitted to another psychiatric hospital. She told the nurses there that she had planned to kill the mechanic at the service station because he fixed David's car, which allowed David to escape, and then kill both David and his mother. Wait. Yep. When it, wait, okay, so she's at the... She got put into the mental institution. And then released. Right? Oh, she was released after that? After wait, trying to... Wait, she tried to kill the guy at the workstation for no. fixing cars. Yes. So there was the guy at the... And while she was... She... Okay, so she held the little boy by knife mm-hmm. point. Right. Was disarmed by police. Was brought okay. to a um, psychiatric hospital. And while okay. she was there, she told the nurses her plan of what she planned to do. And she had planned oh. to kill David and his mother. Oh. And they let her out? Eventually, yes. Oh, God. Well, did she play to, like... Was the boy working at the car station? I don't know if he was working there or if he was, like, his parents were there and she just grabbed him or what. But in her um, mind, they fixed the car that let David get away. Yes, and she was going okay. to kill them. Right. Yes, and then once she got out, for some reason, um, he took her back. David did. David did? Yes. And they had another what? daughter. Yes, Why? they had another child together. I don't because know. Because the Some other child is gone now because someone took it off a train track. I'm guessing she didn't get that No, kid she back. got her back. The kid saved, they they saved the kid and she got it back. And, Why? Um, I don't, I don't know. But um, one source I read said that um, after he heard about what happened with this whole fiasco, he went and got her, him and his mom, and they like took her in. And, like, tried to take care of her? I don't know. But he took her back. And eventually, she actually dumped him. And she left him. So she left. And they weren't together anymore. And then she got another job as a butcher somewhere else. 
for a while, quite a while, but then she ended up um, she ended up hurting her back and she went on to disability and she was giving a housing commission's house in Aberdeen. So she had her own place. And then in 1986, she met David Saunders and a few months later, he moved in with her now two daughters, but he kept his own apartment. They fought a lot and she actually, this makes me very upset. She wound up killing his two-month-old puppy in front of him. She slit its throat for no other reason than to make him upset and to show him what would happen if he ever had an affair. The f- and then shortly after, she hit you him over... You don't hurt puppies! No, she killed don't a two-month-old puppy. Don't hurt a puppy! Yes. Uh, their, only, their only purpose in life usually is to love you. To bring you happiness, and she slit its throat. And then, I mean, I feel she, bad. She had a bad life, but don't kill a puppy. But because also, you can, right? So after that, she um actually hit uh David over the head with a frying pan. Choice and of weapon. She, Cho- yeah, her weapon choice: a frying pan. Yes, someone needs to take pan. a fucking frying. Someone needs to take the frying pan away from her. And then she gave birth to David's child, a third daughter. Another? So, another daughter, yes. She has three children now. This um, is about to be like the trolley problem at this point. It's just not a Do good Do you situation. run over David or your three children? <laughs> Have you ever seen the trolley it's problem? Really no. Oh, it's like a philosophical type debate. You have to like choose whether you would run over. Oh, who to like push out? Yeah, like you have to like choose which way the trolley yes. goes. Yeah, that's yes, I, I did have that. This is what's going course. on in her head right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, where was I? She had a third daughter. So naturally, David Saunders put down a deposit on a house, which um, Catherine wound up paying off with her disability money. And then uh, sources said she decorated the house with animal skins, skulls horns, rusty animal traps, leather jackets, etc. So that's the type of decor she was into. Casual. Very edgy. Yeah. And then one night, Catherine and David got into a fight and she hit him in the face with an iron and stabbed him in the stomach with a pair of scissors. He left and returned eventually to find out that she had cut up all of his clothes. He then left and went into hiding and when he returned several months later to see his daughter... Catherine had taken, um, had told police that his daughter was afraid of him and that she was afraid of him, and they had actually issued her an apprehended violence order against him. So some of the sources said that he was violent towards her, which is why she did the things that she did towards him, but nothing that I read really put a whole lot of emphasis on that or went into a whole lot of detail, so he may or may not have also been violent to her but she was also violent to him well he was clearly stabbed also how long was he gone for um it didn't say like several weeks several weeks quite a while several weeks you're gonna leave your kid no it said several months later to see his daughter several months you're gonna leave your daughter in that situation yes and that's what he did so so either way he got stabbed smacked with an iron she said 
that he kicked her in the stomach and she thought she was pregnant at the time, which is why she reacted that way. Nobody really knows. Um. Uh, so then in 1990, she had another relationship with a man named John C. I don't remember his last name, but she had a fourth child, a boy. Mm-hmm. And her and this man stayed together for three years before she actually left him for John Price, who um, she had an affair with while she was with this other guy. So she John left Price. her So she's still with her husband. I, I don't know if they got divorced or not, but she wasn't with... She wasn't with David Kellett. Okay. She left him. She wasn't... Wait, was it David Kellett? Yeah, she wasn't with David Kellett, the one she had two kids with, because she left him. I and then she three. met David Saunders. Oh, yeah, just two different Davids, though. Oh, David okay. Kellett was the drunk truck driver... That she had two kids with. And then she met David Saunders and had another daughter with him, left him. And then she met this John guy and had a boy. But And she- now she leaves him and meets another John. <laughs> she likes David and Johns, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's so- the flow I'm getting from this. Yes. David, David, John, oh. John. What's going to be next? Like, Tyler, Tyler. Who knows what's after that? Likes, You'll find out. She likes pairs of twos. I pray like everyone's gonna die in this situation, but hopefully not. It's pretty bad. I don't know. Okay. So she left the man she had a boy with and for another man named John Price. And John Price was the father of I feel like he should be a talk show host. John Price. <laughs> or like a game show host. And here's Something. Jeopardy with John, John Price. Or Wheel Price. of Fortune with John Price. Like, that's a. Well, a we'll tell you what happens with John. Name. I'm hoping so. he ends up on Wheel of Fortune as the host and everything goes well for him and that he's a nice guy. You keep hoping. I'm going to keep so, hoping. <laughs> John Price was the father of three children of his own. When Catherine met him, he was apparently a really good guy and he was liked by pretty much everybody. He separated from his previous wife in 1988 and his youngest daughter, who was apparently two years old at the time, lived with the mother. But the two older children lived with him and he was apparently well aware of Catherine's violent reputation but had a relationship with him anyway. Or he had a relationship with her anyways and she moved in with him in John. 1995. John, no. John, stop. Yes, she moved in with him. John, and apparently... John, you can't fix some things, John. John, I'm just don't saying, do apparently, it. his children liked her, and he was working in the local mines, and aside from the occasional argument where her rage flipped a lid, things were pretty good. Okay. That was 1995 when she moved in. In 1998, they got into a really bad fight because John refused to marry Catherine. So, she apparently videotaped some items that he had stolen from his workplace and sent the video to his boss, which got him fired from his job of 17 years. And then they got into a big fight and he kicked her out of the house. She was gone. Like, what? If you're living with a guy and he is bringing an income in and you depend on this income, 
Why are you shooting yourself? She has disability, so she gets income from disability anyway. But still, like you're kind of depending on it. Still, I mean, disability doesn't give you that much. Like, why? why Depends on how much you made before you got onto disability. There's tears. I suppose that's true. But like, why would you shoot yourself? It's based on your go down to one salary, like. Because she doesn't seem she was, like the most was, rational I'm gonna person. Say, yeah, she is not the most rational person. She was just angry. And because she was just trying to hurt him, obviously. She was, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yes. I'm trying to, relax, I'm um, trying to rationalize this stuff when it can't be rationalized, so. There's, there is not, there is, you just wait. So, after he got fired because of her, he kicked her out of the house. But for whatever reason, a few months later, he started the relationship with her. But he didn't let her move in. Dude, so she had her own place. And he had his own place. What? What is, like, what keeps bringing these guys back? Like, did she have really good perfume or something? Like, tell me, lady. Like, what are you doing to get Because them, when like, she wasn't angry, apparently, she was really awesome. I don't know. But she, like, had him hook, line, and sinker. John restarted their relationship. But he didn't let her move in. She had her own place. He had his own place. Apparently, they fought a lot. So, here we go. February of 2000, there were a apparently a set of assaults on John Price, and he made Catherine leave. That's all the detail I got. Don't know. Um, on February 29th, he went to court before he went to work because he got a new job. And he got a restraining order against Catherine to protect himself and his children from her because he was afraid of her. And one source that I read saw, or one source that I read said that his coworkers literally begged him not to go home that day. But he said, I have kids. I have to go home to my kids. He told his coworkers if he didn't come into work the next day, it's because she killed him. When he got home, he found that Catherine had sent his children away to a friend's for a sleepover, but she wasn't there. So he visited visited with neighbors that evening and went to bed at 11 p.m. Catherine showed up at his house later that night. They had intercourse and then they went to bed. Seems chill. After he got a restraining order against her. Yes. I mean, in her, uh, not her defense, but in relation to the situation. I don't know if she knew that he had a restraining order. But at least she sent the kids away. She she goes on a tangent, let me tell you. I believe it, but I hope the kids stay out of it. So, 6 a.m. the next day. John never arrived at work, so a co-worker went to his house to see what was wrong. I'm guessing it wasn't that good, and I'm guessing something went very bad. Something went very bad. A nearby neighbor... Also noticed that John's car hadn't left, so they were concerned, and the neighbor joined the co-worker in trying to get into the house. They knocked on the bedroom window, that was John's bedroom window, but they didn't have any luck, so they tried the doors, and they found blood on the front door, so they called the cops. Oh, no. Police came and wound up knocking down the back door, and they found Catherine, who was comatose because she had taken a bunch of nerve pills. They also found the body of John Price. So, what had happened? She killed him and then took a bunch of pills is what happened. That is only the beginning. So, Catherine had stabbed John with one of her butcher's knives while he was sleeping. 
According to evidence, he woke up and tried to turn on the light next to the bed because um, in an attempt to escape, but he was chased throughout the house. He managed to open the front door, which explained the blood on the front, but wound up bleeding out in the hallway. And then the autopsy showed that he had been stabbed at least 37 times in the front and the back of his body. And multiple vital organs were hit. It gets real bad. <laughs> uh, so several hours after he had died, Catherine scunned him and she hung him from a meat hook in the living room. Oh, my God. One source said that she removed his skin in such a meticulous manner that they could later reattach it. So she removed all of his skin in one piece. Hmm. She then left his skin hanging on the meat hook. She cut off his head and cooked it in a large pot with some vegetables. She what? She removed his head and cooked it in a large pot with some vegetables. She why? She don't know, but she made a stew out of his head. And when they got to the scene, the stew in the pot was still warm. (sighs) Yeah. So, and so they found the stew in the pot still warm. It was said that his head was removed in such a clean and concise manner. It was consistent with the skills she would have gained as her time as a meat slicer slash butcher slash whatever you want to call it. Pieces of his buttocks were carved and cooked with baked potato, pumpkin, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy. Why the f***? Because she well, made she a meal. She a four-course meal. Why? What? Like, yes. I, I understand. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's so bad. Um, because she set two plates at the dinner table, and beside each plate, um, there was a note with the name of one of John's children on it, as if she was preparing to serve his body to his children. That. Yeah. No. Yep. She literally cooked him up as a meal and served that meal to the table as if she was going to feed him to his kids. No. No words. There are no words. There's no words. That's some next level terribleness. So then, another meal was thrown into the backyard and some people think she had tried to eat it and then left the remains for the dogs. The only part of his body that was not skinned was part of his chest, which actually had a scar on it from an early occasion, an earlier occasion where she had sliced him with a knife, which is probably not coincidence. Maybe it is. I'm just saying. She took all of his skin off, except for the place where she already cut At this him point, off. I don't really care if it was coincidence or not. She yeah. clearly, like, I don't, ugh. So bad. There's no words um, at this point. I so have no words. So then, Catherine arranged his body with the left arm draped over an empty 1.25 liter bottle of pop, and his legs crossed, and the examiners thought this was to defile him, as if she hadn't already done enough. And then Wait, she also so left. He had his arm around a bottle of pop and his legs crossed. 
Yeah, she like placed his body that way. So he bled out in the hallway after being stabbed, and then she scunned him. And his un and his then she took his body. body. Yes, and I'm she- not sure what the pop had to do with it. I mean, it was. They said it was just to defile him, defame him, make him look ridiculous. And then she left a handwritten note on top of a photograph of him. And there was blood and small pieces of flesh on the note. And it said, and the writing, there were lots of words misspelled because she didn't know how to read or write when she left school. But they interpreted the note as, time got you back, Jonathan, for raping my daughter. You to Beck for Ross for Little John. Now play with Little John's John Price. So it seemed like she was accusing him of raping her daughter and maybe his own kids, but they didn't um, really put any stock into the note because they didn't have any evidence of that or anything. And they were like, she is clearly not stable. Um... I mean, that but could have to do with that... her own childhood. And also, right, that, right. I'm not saying maybe that could have happened, and then I'm not saying what she did was right. Okay, here's the thing. Mm, oh, no. Let's break this down. So she thought this yeah. happened in her mind. Or that's just what she wrote after she did this horrendous Exactly. Thing. If this is what she thought in her mind, though, I can't understand it out of anger if she thought that. Or she never thought that and she's just trying to defile him more. It's kind of like up in the air. Nobody really knows. So, that's what they found. In 2001, she was found guilty of the murder and was sentenced to life imprisonment with no possibility of parole, which was the first time that sentence was ever given to a woman in Australian history. The police who found the scene actually had to take leave after... Because of what they found, it was so disturbing that they had to take time off. She claimed Do, I mean, that... I don't blame them. If I saw that, I'd Not like, at all. I wouldn't even know what to I'm think. out. I don't know. Peace I, out. Like, Bye. That's like not even... It's like an inhuman act, right? That is so bad. That's gonna haunt people for the rest of their life. Yes. Absolutely. So... And uh, also, like, why? So, um, she claimed... That she didn't remember the murder or any of the skinning or any of the acts thereafter. She claimed amnesia. Hmm. and But she was still sentenced guilty, the lifetime in prison with no possibility of parole. She, in 2006, tried to appeal the life sentence, but it was dismissed because the judge said that this was an appalling crime almost beyond contemplation in a civilized society. And she sits in prison. Is she still alive because right now? I think so. Let me Google it quick. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I don't think she has passed away yet. Catherine Knight. I'm guessing they don't have the death sentence in Australia. Yeah. Um. Everything I'm seeing shows that she is still alive and still in prison for a horrible, 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 terrible thing that she did. It's crazy. So that. Like I've heard a lot of murder crimes. And like a mul- bad. like a multiple murder crime, and this just somehow seems so defiling in comparison. It was so meticulous, like, intimate, and, and meticulous detailed that it's just. And she really took the time to do terrible things. To this like it person. just gives me like chills and uncom- like 
So wrong. So that's Catherine Knight. Nope, not great. All right, we're going to take a second, probably. Process stuff. Yeah. At least I am. And then we'll come back Processing. at you with some Would you, rath- you Rather to lighten the mood. We're going into our Would You Rather questions now. On the idea of Man. jail. Would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year of your life? Um, I guess I'd rather be in jail for a year. I think I would too. I think that's a lot. Because depending on the jail, you can still do some things. I could still write letters to my family slash visit my family. Right. Which I guess is worth it to me. I feel that too. Um, yeah. True, true. You have another one? Ooh, actually, this is just coming from my brain. Would you rather be tased or pepper sprayed? I would rather be tased. Because Same. I think. But like with spray, pepper spray, you have to, like, wash it. it and wash it. It, it and has wash to, like, it. yeah, it has to, and like, flush itself. You can't, like, get it on your face because it's going to keep burning. Yes, I think would, I'd rather be tased. Would you ever sure. be tased or pepper sprayed of your own mouth? No. Why would I want that? Because I, I I've been watching this channel. <laughs> like on just because I'm curious? Yeah, it's like a channel on YouTube, but it's just Okay, if I had to pick one, I'd rather be tased. Like But they're just Can like, I like pick like the level of tasingness? But it's this channel I've been watching and they're like they've been ta- well, one of them has been tased, the other one was like, No, nah, I'm not being tased, I don't want to be tased. And then they were both yeah. pepper sprayed in a like security facility where they do like training yeah. Because I mean if you're gonna become a police officer or even if you're you in the have military. To get, you they have get, subject you to both, usually. Yes. In the military yes. and in law enforcement. So these guys decided they wanted to try it at one of those facilities. Oh. How'd that go? The pepper spray was the worst thing yeah, they've I ever done. It. Absolutely. And they said, don't ever do this. I believe because it. Because they got, they they got pepper sprayed and then they waited, like I think it was like a minute or two minutes yeah. to get the full effect. And then they started rhythming. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it's like, I mean, I think in military. Well, because what I've heard is like, it gets in your eyes, it gets in your nose, it gets in your throat. And you're like, it's burning. Your eyes are watering. Your nose is running. You're like trying not to throw up. Everything and literally think, is burning. You feel like you can't breathe. But every time I hear people talk about it, it's like, when I get sprayed with pepper spray or anything like that, it's like your entire sinus cavity just drains. Yes. Yeah. So I was and watching. You're just like, I was watching snot. Right. Like I was watching them do this, and it was just like snot, and it was like tears. Yeah. And it was like they're like we're. Not- I know multiple people have done it because they were going to be cops, and they're like, no, it was terrible. I have seen. I have been around pepper. I've had pepper spray, and I've sprayed it before, but I was always outside. Made sure the wind. Why did you was- spray it? What did you spray? Well, I got pepper the spray. The wind. Right? No, I got pepper spray one time. I have pepper spray at my house. I've never used it. See. So I was just like, oh, no. I, well, I bought pepper spray, and I wanted to make sure it was working. Like, sure. I don't want to be in a situation where I had to spray it, and it wasn't going to spray. So I went sure. clearly into a rural area, and I sprayed it, like, towards the ground. Sprayed it on the ground to make sure, like, it actually sprayed. Right. And I didn't, like, smell it, because it was, like, you know, out in an open area. But I do yeah. remember one time I was at someone's house, and they... Yeah. One of our friends 
or one of our acquaintances decided yeah. his girlfriend had pepper spray and they were going to squirt a little bit in the house. What? Like, they just sprayed it. Like, not at anyone. They just sprayed it. And I cleared out. It was so bad. Like, I was One snotting. Yeah, he sprayed it. I was sneezing and coughing, and, like, my nose was running, and I was like, I'm ah. And, like, it wasn't sprayed in my face. It was sprayed in, like, the vicinity of an enclosure, and I knew it was awful. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... No thanks. No thanks. Okay. Would you rather have super strength or super speed? Super speed. I'm gonna go fast. I think I would, too. I'm gonna be like so Sonic. Fast. I'm a room zoom zoom everywhere. Hannah, you remember? I was like a rocket. <laughs> what was that from? That was from you when we were kids. We decided we had. Yeah, like, but what happened? We had like a snowboard. I put it in air quotes because it wasn't like an actual like strap your legs. It was just like a. No, you just stuck your foot into the little cuffs, right? We were kind of like didn't have a lot of money back then, so like we like you had a board that was just like a. Uh, kick your feet in the board and it was like yeah it had plastic straps yeah like you couldn't adjust them no you just kick your feet in and we went over to your uncle's because he was like living on a hill and then we're trying to snowboard and honestly i'm awful straight up i'm awful same and but i remember you wiped out one time and you're coming up the hill like (laughs) stopping your way up and i was like because we're recording ourselves because like yeah kids and you're like i was so fast I was like a rocket. Yeah, I was like, I was like a rocket. Oh man, I wish those videos were somewhere. They'd be so good. They'd be so good. That was such oh. good memories. It was. Man, they're so funny. Anyhow, All right, guys. guys, we're gonna do our little exit spiel now. Spiel. Thanks for listening to our episode. This is episode thirteen. We are currently in a pandemic. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're staying safe. Staying home. Doing everything you can, staying healthy. Drinking water. Drinking. Don't touch your face. Yes. Wash your hands. Do all that. Um, thank you for listening to us. If you have any listener stories, if there's been any spooky, true crime, crazy things that have happened to you, email us at curiositiesandcocktails at gmail.com. Or we are also. We would love to hear from you. We would. We do enjoy that. Otherwise, we are also on Instagram where people send us messages or comments. Um, we're also on Facebook. And so if you want to connect, uh, let us know any beverages you want us to try once we are recording together again. We are recording remotely right now uh, and we will try them. And thank you for listening. And now I'm going to turn it over to Trish to do the usual to take us out of this episode. We out here wilding. Okay. Yep. Here we go. We're done now. Drum roll. Hold on. I need a drum roll. Are you ready? I'm done now. Yeah. Oh, God. I got to do it again. (laughs) Bye.